Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep Season 4, the Oops All Boys season. Uh, we are just four guys with perfect opinions about movies, TVs, and pop culture. We are watching whatever I am in the mood for, and then I am expressing an opinion about it that'll get me in trouble on Twitter. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, recording in North Koreatown, Los Angeles. And I am, if you're trying to picture me, imagine that I somebody who looks 33% like Seth Rogen and 32% like Warren Buffett, according to the doppelganger website that Ezra and I were just screwing around with Thank before this started. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently I'm 34% Elton John. And if you look at the pictures mm. together, it really gives you the idea mm. that this algorithm can only see glasses. Because so, I do not look like Elton John or Warren that, Buffett. I do kind of look like Seth Rogen. That's what someone would say who kind of looks like Elton John, Warren Buffett, <laughs> and Seth Rogen. What are they? I, I mean, it's it's so good. I, I use so I used like a faraway shot that you posted um, of you on Colbert, and maybe sure. just like the flare of shoes also maybe like pushed in an Elton John direction as well. Mm. So oh, okay, that's possible. It's yeah, like bright, you have glasses, shoes. and also maybe you have a fun mm. sense of style. That, mm. I think that's what it got. That's why I got thirty four percent for Little, uh, Elton. Extra Elton John. You also <laughs> let Tim Rice write most of the things you say. So that's another thing. You you know, you come that, up yeah. with like the rhythm of your jokes, but Tim Rice writes the lyrics. He does the details, yeah. He yeah. does the detail work. Um I'll throw this in the chat so you guys uh, can see what I ta- we were talking about, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, I'm joined today, first up, he's at Anthony Lopez, part two on Twitter in Southeast Portland. He's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I knew it. It's Anthony Lopez. Uh, Alex, uh, I just want to take this time. We've all heard the expression, um, they should have sent a poet, right? We all know that. And I don't know that I, I, have. I haven't heard that expression. Yeah, Can you explain it to me? It's from the movie Contact. Um, oh. The, yeah, but it's, you know, when An you see something... You, yeah, you from can't, the movie Contact? Well, people like have a... used... It's from the book. People have used it a lot since then. We're getting lost in the weeds. I'm going somewhere <laughs> with this. Okay, But great. I was... Trying to sum up my feelings, uh, so something to say at the beginning of the show, but I couldn't find the word, so I had to go to poetry and dig through to find a poem that I think would really kind of help sum up uh, my feelings mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for this week's show. So I'm going to do a s- kind of quick, dramatic reading of that yes. here, if you don't mind. Please. Uh, <clears throat> Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. <laughs> we got a real jam. Going down. Welcome <laughs> to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Oh, man. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. It's perfect for all the people who are waiting for Everybody a chance to get dance. up. It's oh, time okay. to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance to do your dance at the Space Jam. Okay, so Amen. how many spoken word performances of that do you think there have been? In the world, there can't be many. Like less well, than. Are you five? saying we're making new radio? I, I <laughs> was trying to kind of channel William Shatner's spoken word mm-hmm, song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, wave your hands in the air. I like the um, "Here's your fine. chance, do your dance." Like people have been like, oh, one of these days, man, I've got yeah. this great dance. I just can't wait. I want to yeah. do it. Oh, God, I got to do yeah. it. I need a chance. I need an opportunity. Somebody put me in. And then, a lot. You know, a lot well, of songs are trying to get where to and when to. It's hard to know where and when to dance, and well, there's not places for it anymore. So there's a whole floor if, named after it. And you do it when there's a dance floor. If if you read these these uh, sacred words very closely, <laughs> you'll notice some things like, um, 
Wave your hands in the air if you feel fine. We're going to take it into overtime. Oh, yeah, so yeah. If you're in overtime, it's a close game. This is not the time to dance. This is the time to play, you know? I guess that's kind of the moral of the movie, though. But I, I guess it is, yeah. Um, okay, so I just... This is good that you said this, because I had I got really confused before, but now I'm... Oh, now I, my confidence is all shaken about the different music that is associated with this movie. Um, well, they didn't come back use to, the song who, in the movie. That was which Quad is a City crime. DJs. That's yes. who that was. Okay, Quad City DJs, famous, famous, famous group. Yeah, uh, they didn't use the, the. Maybe they didn't use it in the movie, but they used it on my computer when I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're they're a ride the train. That's who Quad City DJs are. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah. Woo, come woo, on, ride the come train. On, the Space train. Jam train. Come on, ride the train. Yeah, you, you've been waiting for your chance. Ride a train. Space Going into overtime. Train. They were going to um, call it Train uh, Jam. <laughs> <laughs> we get everybody else in. This movie was as much on a train as it was in space. Actually, way more on a train because it actually was on a train. It actually doesn't involve space at all, which is no, hilarious. no space but a lot of trains here's a um, question also, are, wait are all the train movies also on space and we just don't know about it like like murder on the orient well, express I mean, technically no everything is in space oh right? yeah that's a good point like, we are, oh i don't like that i don't like that not just out of space you know, i'm not an astronaut though like am i an astronaut do you being an astronaut right now i'm in space no because you're going to outer space space is everywhere the space between us space. i got some this is folks some romantic bullshit right here to send actually you. we're gonna Actually, the FAA has a very clear ruling about this we're going to talk about later. You're not an astronaut. Um, first, let me bring in the rest of the panel. He's at Hunbun on Letterboxd uh, from the woods of Arkansas. He's, uh, wait, Robin? No, it's Hunter Donaldson. What's up, Doc? Get it? See, that was a more efficient use of your opening. Uh, not that Anthony's poem wasn't great, but that yeah. was a very efficient introduction. Oh, yeah. Keep it. Oh, I I'm, go right to the I'm point. trying to class this show up with some <laughs> <I-O-T-O>. <laughs> and, and then for his third straight episode in a row, a record in modern podcasting, he's one of those flying monkeys from Oz just cheering on the bad guys. It's Ezra Fox. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> nice. Nice. Those Are monkeys sure? believe they can fly. Are you sure he's <laughs> more of the flying monkeys and not more of the he's rapist from not a killer clown that murders he's, children? Is he's he not an, he's not a space spider inside a clown body. I can as have you worn are you wearing a cod piece? Not that I know of, but I've been fooled before. You yeah, I think you would know. Um I think I think he's a, a flying monkey, and you can tell because he's a monkey who wants to uh, fly like an eagle. That's a different. That's a different fly, right? Fly, yeah, fly, I can't remember which of those songs is from this movie, but possibly fly, "Fly Like an Eagle" is definitely from the original Space Jam. But isn't "I Believe I Can Fly" also? Yeah. Yes. Wait, I thought "Fly okay. Like an Eagle" that, that was like that's the Steve Miller band one, right? That's that's like right. The fly yeah. like an eagle. It's like a yeah. time keeps on You're thinking of Seal? No. 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 You're thinking of Kiss by a Rose from Batman Forever now. No, I'm yeah. looking at the list of tracks from the Space Jam theme song, and Fly Like an Eagle is done by Seal. Oh, so there's another well, flying eagle. Man, eagles really can fly. I'm yeah, there's a Steve Miller band song, Fly Like an Eagle, from 1970. That's the one I know. And it's just a different song? I don't know if it's the uh, if this is a cover. No, it's but a the cover. Se- yeah, does, yeah. Does the Steve Miller song go... Do, 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 do. Yeah, 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 that's the, okay, yeah. So that's the same song, but Seal yeah. did the version on this. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's fine yeah. then. We're Correct. good. Correct. All right, good. We're perfect. Um, There's so... nothing more appropriate than talking about Space Jam than talking about intellectual property rights and who owns uh, what. It's actually very <laughs> important. It really is on theme. 
before we get into Space Jam, we could Jam, review this whole movie without talking about the movie at all. We could just yeah. talk about other movies. Why bother? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would be fine talking about the old Space Jam. Um, uh, actually, before we start any of this, before we get into any spaces or any jams, um, I, I want to thank our meat buddies who support the show for some reason, um, who keep who keep us uh, flying around through these different movie sets on a, uh, a monorail. Um, a monorail of dreams. Um, if you want to help them keep us from de-monorailing, you can go to metreon.com. Um, you guys remember that scene I'm talking about? It's not. A, I shouldn't have riffed this. I should have written it down ahead of time. Anyway, thanks everybody who's supporting us through our Patreon campaign at metreon.com. And uh, we are confused by it, but appreciate your generosity. Okay. Segment one today, <laughs> before we get into the Space Jam, is to talk about some news. Um, I've got another little mini segment of news. So we're just talking about space things. I do want to come back to this. So we, we missed this in our last two weeks talking about private space travel. But the FAA last week announced that the people who flew on the Blue Origin private space flight and on the uh, Virgin Galactic space flight are not astronauts. According to the new rule change from the FAA, those who fly in commercial space missions but must also have dem- quote demonstrated activities during the flight that were essential to public safety or contributed to human space flight safety in order to earn astronaut wings. That's what the FAA says. And um, so uh, we are not astronauts because we are flying around the world, but I don't know, in the space technically, but I have never demonstrated anything having to do with human space flight safety. Right. Well, um, I mean, they didn't die in their rockets, so I think you could argue <laughs> that they were proving... In Jeff Bezos' case, that may have actually hurt human safety. Yeah, by not getting blown to pieces, they tested that these rockets won't blow you to pieces. So, I mean, that's That's true. That's very true. Could we just, like, do a a podcast about space, like, safety while being up there? Is that possible? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I know as much about space safety as I do about movies. I'm as qualified to talk about that. I mean, plus you're in space already. Technically in space already. I am glad that they are not. I love this because they did it right after these flights to be like, ha, take that. And I do think it's important because the idea of saying that you like even saying you went to space when you went on a rocket that like just barely touched. Even if you let's say let's agree on whatever line it is, you just touch the line and come home like if that was if you were like, oh, I'm going to go to Canada and you were in a plane and it got to the border and you just like a hair over the border and then it turned around and went back. I don't think anyone would be like, ah, you did it, man. You went to Canada. It was awesome. I don't know. I kind of feel a little bit like the FAA is sort of being elitist gatekeepers here. (laughs) You know, I'm really getting, uh, you know, when like guys on the internet say like, oh, you only play Mario games. You're not a real gamer. Um, I mean, that's kind of how I feel here. Okay, but maybe, okay. What if the people who have climbed Mount Everest were like, hey, we've climbed Mount Everest and we have this little Everest pin. And then you were like, Oh, I just flew over base camp in a helicopter and then went home. I also climbed Everest. Like sometimes gates need to be kept. Mm, I see how it is. It makes <laughs> I mean, yeah. the Mario lot, ones we, are we wrong. We just got but... you on the record saying that, yeah. bro. <laughs> Alex, yeah. for gatekeeping. I yeah. think some, it. some. I mean, we have gates. We, gates let me all ask over the place. you this. Let me ask you themselves. this, you gatekeeper. <laughs> Freaking gatekeeper. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Uh, what do we lose? By just saying that we're all astronauts all the time. What do we I, okay, so, so to be clear, I would be fine with that also. I am just, I'm against the limited gatekeeping that says anyone who gave Jeff Bezos a quarter of a million dollars 
is an astronaut. So he's gatekeeping no. too. No, no, I'm yeah. saying no, he's either open no, or No, I'm trying to get us all through the gate. I'm yeah, trying to yeah, say yeah. we're I'm all on for a spectrum. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're all on yeah. a spectrum of astronaut. Mm-hmm. Some of us is a little more notable, our accomplishments yeah, in astronaut. All- Stuff, we're all but... passengers on spaceship Earth, right? Yeah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And look, Alex, once you get up to space and you see the world for what it is, you realize there are no gates. You know, well, from up there, you can't see the gates, except the Great Wall of China, which is actually so big, you kind of can, but that might be an urban legend. I don't really know. <laughs> um, according to uh, what I've just found is for $14, I can get U.S. astronaut pilot wings 3D printed from eBay. So that seems easier. Op- I'm opening this gate all the way. Anyone with $14 is an well, astronaut. That's, that's actually, not all the way. You're still keeping it pretty close. Yeah. That's, yeah. 14 that's, is too much? Yeah, yeah. you're trying to yeah. profit off of gate. No, Alex, I'm not to get me. everybody on. You know? I am not. Jeez, uh, I'm not prof- this is not helping me at all. I get nothing. This is how about somebody this? How about this? How about this? Arizona. It's an <laughs> opt-out program. Okay, we assume you're an astronaut. <laughs> we assume when you're, you're born, we attempt to pin astronaut mm. wings on your baby, you are, and yes. you either take them or leave them. Yes, and then you have to come you have to, to say me. No, otherwise, it'll say, happen. Hey, I'm not an astronaut, and then I will take you off the list. Again, being born is like literally the ending of 2001, right? So we all kind of do that anyway. It's all space true. babies. Yeah. Um, all right. All right, space babies. In other news today, are you guys watching the Olympics? Yeah. As no. what are you? Are you enjoying it? Yeah. Tell me, tell me something you're liking about the Olympics. So I like it, uh, man. Okay, I've right. had a bunch of them that like liked a lot. Um, I think one of my favorite was the uh, triathlon, the men's triathlon. Oh yeah, um, the one where they almost got hit by a boat. Not that I saw. Uh, oh, okay. I saw the only the the I saw the the last athlon part of it. The, oh, you saw running. you saw a monathlon. Yeah, That's the, well, even just a, a, a mon mono mono over triathlon because I just saw the third. So you um, just watched where they, they where they just crossed a line and then fell over? Pretty much. No, it was great. So like basically it was there was a a, a really, really fantastic runner uh from Great Britain. Um and, Oh, I did see this clip. And then right there's a um a I think well, he said, you know, like maybe less of a, a beautiful runner, I guess, uh from, from <laughs> Norway, who just like was really like gritting it out basically and just and yeah. they're like, Yeah, this guy is not like the best runner, but he really like he, can maintain he's got a that. lot of heart yeah. yeah he's like he maintains it and then he just basically like oh he's also wearing like a singlet that the um um was white to like dissipate heat better and the announcer was like you can see pretty much all of his anatomy um <laughs> which i like when they call that out um <laughs> and, but then basically the, the the norwegian runner was just like you know what i'm gonna go for it see what happens and the uh, other dude couldn't keep up with him and the yeah. norwegian runner was like legitimately very surprised he was so surprised that's was, what i like in a winner of any a sport is it, is shock is like, genuine well, I guess i did it i guess i got away with it and i <laughs> yeah. just, it's it was he was as surprised as i think we would be had we won which i, I felt very relatable yeah, that's very funny. Um, I did enjoy that. I think at the beginning of that triathlon, you start swimming, and there was a, a boat with cameras that forgot to get out of the way. And so as they jumped in, a bunch of people had to stop because there was a boat in their way. And then it like backed up really quick, and I was worried it was going to hit people, but it didn't. Um, uh, I think that's pretty fun. That's a, That was a good moment. Um, there was also, I think it was triathlon also. Was, no, it was a women's cycling. It was, yeah, it was road, road cycling. cycling. Yeah, I love that. That was the one where the woman was confident that she had won, and she had not. Um she celebrated and then found out someone else had already finished a little while ago. Yeah, that was that's pretty fun too. Yes, yeah, so there's this PhD uh, Austrian PhD um, mathematician uh, who basically just like bolted away, and they were like, "Well, I think." We, and, and then like they they caught up to that most of that group 
um, uh, but they just yeah. didn't, I guess, know that they that forgot she about got her. away entirely. Well, so in like the Tour de France, uh, they all have earpieces. They all talk over the radios and they know what's going on. Uh, and in the Olympics, they're not allowed to have radios and they're, they rely on a person on a moped in front of the race writing stuff on a chalkboard to tell them what's going on. I like this a lot. And apparently the moped guy his radio wasn't working so he didn't know shit so there was like bad communication to chalkboard guy so the cyclists didn't actually know what's going on i like the idea of the chalkboard guy just like just just writing stuff down where it's like so what do you have for lunch you guys are doing know? great just like just yeah. making conversation <laughs> i mean to be fair the chalkboard guy doesn't spend his life training for this like the olympians right no that's true he's put very little it, effort into it really it's not the well, same. it's actually it, it is kind of terrifying because it's actually two people on a moped, one driving, the other one backwards, holding up a little chalkboard and drawing. So it's a lot of work. But yeah, had not trained their whole life for it. Um, the main thing I've been mad about is uh, the horse sports are still around. Like, have you guys seen they had they like? I think they like started when, in London, like dressage people, and. Oh, eventing. I thought you meant like people doing heroin and. Like competitive heroin heroin sports. That is America has a big advantage on horse sports. That's fair. Who uses the most heroin in the world? Uh, We we've done our best. Um, I mean, (laughs) opium's had its 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 travels, but we've we've been working on a lot the last couple years. But they um so uh yeah they like they like added skateboarding and surfing to like seem like they're more modern. But then they keep sports where horses dance and then. They give the person on the horse a medal, even though the horse did all the work. I don't like it, all. I, I think that you should give the horses a medal. That's my big art. This thing is here. Just make give the horses a medal. I don't care. You can call it a sport, whatever. Just give the horses a medal. Hashtag give the horses a medal. Yeah, because the horses are you're, you're saying because the horses are really doing the horses are the athletes. And there's a person the lift. You're yeah. sitting on an athlete for this whole sport and then you get the medal. Oh, my God. But then but then that's how we get to like what that we get to animal Olympics completely. And I don't know how I feel about that. I like a part of me loves it. Mm. But a part of me. <laughs> I like a flea circus. I don't know. Maybe. Um, oh, there could be flea events. Yeah. I do why like, not? I like a puppy bowl at the Super Bowl. I yeah, don't know. Nobody maybe has a problem with puppy bowls. But you know, Olympics? if we got that series, if the Olympics got a hold of it, it would start to get I really love, nasty. Every once in a while, there's a, clip, there's a clip of someone doing like a dog show and the dog sees food and then just doesn't do the activity. And he just goes and eats. I love that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Next anyway. thing you know, gorillas are entering, you know, Greco-Roman wrestling. Oh, oh no. Just people's you know? off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awful. All right. Uh, lastly, I just wanted to say uh, a follow-up from last week's news. Um, so my Colbert set aired last week, as promised. And uh, I wanted to thank the, the listeners who reached out. I, I heard from several people listening to the show or who commented on the uh, the YouTube page from Colbert. Yeah, I was, like, oh, I was shit, hanging I've been out. listening to this podcast for a while. Where'd you come from? It was very, very fun. I was hanging out in the YouTube comments. It was you were? Fun. Did you have a good time? There, oh, uh, yeah. It was great. It was great. You place. had to scroll so far for the negative stuff. <laughs> like, it just took... Yeah. I was, like, scrolling through so many nice comments to get to <laughs> the real nasty that, like, shit. like, it's such a bad thing. Well, it was so annoying because I was just like, could there be less positive stuff so I could get yeah. to what I'm here for, which is nasty memes. Well, I, I was I was upvoting the good ones and downvoting the, the oh, bad thank ones. Oh, thank you. Trash them That's what people do, and it ruins the experience. I wish people would <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> I, there were some fun negative ones. Uh, there were several people who were like mad that it was so clean. There was like, oh, this is too clean. I want edgy comedy. Like, have you never heard of television? <laughs> Why didn't you this just say cunt on CBS at midnight? Come on. <laughs> this is CBS, dude. 
what did you want me to do yeah yeah oh that was oh my fun. god yeah that's um, like the funniest comment you could get on the comparison <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, boring i just watched this hbo special where the guy swore a lot that was better somebody did say they just watched an hour of ricky gervais so this sounded boring in comparison oh God, like what? <laughs> come on man <laughs> that's like a cell phone right there you don't even have to respond to that yeah I, well i didn't respond to any of them. um i also like i well, actually the things that really hurt me in the comments are where people think they're being nice where somebody's like oh man you know, I liked the jokes, uh, uh, and I liked it way more than that audience did. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's as kind as you think. In your yeah, head. Oh, like, God, yeah, it's really so funny. true. No woman besides his wife would fuck him. You know, like that kind of comment. Oh, God, it's funny because it's true. I didn't get a lot of uh, soy boy comments this time around, but I definitely had. Uh, oh, there was a good one yesterday that was like. Uh, I don't need this asexual asshole telling me how to have sex. <laughs> I don't think I did. I think you. I don't feel like I was. That was never part of my plan was to explain how to do sex stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, it is the type of like I know we like dog on a lot of shitty people on the Internet a lot. And I, I generally don't feel pity for them. But sometimes you hear something like that and you just like try to imagine living your life when everything is like an attack on you. It's like that you would watch your set oh, yeah. and be like, this fucking four eyes is saying, I don't Dude. know how to fuck. <laughs> yeah. Damn him. Like, I don't, I don't feel pity, but man, though, yeah. it, there were several comments where it was just the only, I think, reasonable emotional response instead of me being hurt is like, who hurt you? Yeah, yeah like what? Right. You have, there was some damage. There, there was one, like two seconds after it aired on the East Coast, someone had commented on my, on an unrelated video on my YouTube channel that just said that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, that's so much energy for you to track this down to say that there. Like, you, yeah. Somebody hurt you bad, and yeah. I'm sorry that I look like that person, but it was not me, friend. I that is not what I did. It's weird. Um, mm. Mostly, though, as you point out, very very nice people, especially the Readme listeners. So I, I I think that's very fun, and I'm glad to have surprised people who had not listened to the episode to just sneak into your real life and be like, "Wow, I didn't think any of them were successful. That's weird." <laughs> there, there I am. Um, just you, just me. <laughs> well, no, I'm, 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 yeah, we're all here. We're all doing it. Um, I didn't mean to say it that way, and now I can't get out of it. No, I um, like it. No, it's it's good. It's good. Um, uh, I like your shoes. Thank you. I yeah. liked how the the way the camera was positioned. Let your shoes be a bit of a mid-set surprise. Yeah, the, it does know? come out of nowhere. You don't see it at the beginning. You just see it on this. There's one shot, and what happened was, behind the scenes, is that I had fucked up a line, and, and I just like... I, I realized right after I started saying it that I said it wrong, and so I just took a breath and then said it correctly. And so they edited out the first part where I said it wrong, but right. their their cover edit was the long shot that included my shoes. And so uh, it's like not only if I hadn't messed it up, I wouldn't have gotten my shoes on the show. So it was right. a very fun fun bonus there. You sneaked them on there, and the, yeah, I it's sn- pretty mind blowing. My sneakers, they're, that's yeah. how you do it. Sneakers. Oh, I also, that. Thank you for. He's got that floor say. that's like black reflective stuff. It's called Marley in the biz. And so I have these very bright pink shoes on this mar- reflective Marley floor. And so you just see like a pink halo on the ground around my feet. It looks pretty rad. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, one other behind the scenes is that they cut a couple lines, which I didn't know about until it aired. So I was like waiting for it. And they cut one line, the one line that John Batiste laughed at. Oh, no. I made... 
Oscar winner John Batiste, uh, the piano player, the band leader, I made him laugh out loud, and I have it on my recording. You can hear him in the background go, ha, um, on my phone, but he did not, it, it, they cut it out, um, and it was, it's too bad. Um, there's So what happened was there was a line, I had said how my wife is super duper supportive, and I have this joke sometimes where I refer to her as a fuckable Bob Ross. <laughs> and obviously, I can't say that on TV. I'm right. not Ricky Gervais. I mean, you so, would have made that one guy real happy. I really though. would help that one guy. But so I, so I, I made the clean version that was Foxy Bob Ross, which admittedly doesn't hit as hard. Um, really, I actually think that's funnier. I, okay, well, John Batiste laughed out loud at it, and they yeah. they did not like it. I guess Dude, maybe they were Bob worried Ross, about being. That's really funny. It's fun to say in the shows because there's always some guy who like looks at or uh, somebody in the front row always looks at you kind of confused, like. I don't know. He seems fuckable. Um, so that's, I can always talk to them about that. Anyway, I mean, they cut that isn't line. that just Ugh. like the writers being like, that's a good sketch idea. Cut it out. <laughs> We're going to steal it. I assume that it's more like his his, his family is litigious. Yeah, the out. Ross estate. Notoriously Ross litigious estate will come after us. Um, anyway, okay, that's been fun. I think that's all the behind-the-scenes Colbert things I need to tell you. Um yeah, that's good enough. And also, uh, the audience was clearly way more into it than it sounded on the mix. I know. That, thank you. So they they really under mic that theater for some reason. Um, and I because also on my phone you can hear the audience way louder. On the, I just like hit record on my voice memo, put it in my back pocket, so I have the set, and I can hear them laughing so much more than you can on the show. And when they cut to the crowd, you hear very quiet laughter, and you see these people like exploding. So yeah, it was the the crowd was hot, and there's there are some comments who are being nice and they're like just dead crowd and it's not you can see it and i can prove it to you they were really hot it was weird also well, alex they edited out those all those like bouquets of roses they just like tossed onto the stage i don't yeah, know how they digitally I, I, it's, it's just them. at the end of a, a figure skating match i had to go clean collect all the stuffed <laughs> all the animals bears. yeah it was well, exhausting so but... colbert has it in his contract that no one gets louder laughs than him so <laughs> they have a laugh meter on the side and they're adjusting it to make sure He's getting the premiere. Well, that was another weird thing. So um, they record the sets in advance. So I recorded this over a month ago, and then they just insert them wherever it works in the schedule. And so they record like six comics at a time and then spread them out. And I assumed that was a secret. But the other guest, the celebrity guest on my episode was Hannah Einbinder, who we talked about last week, who is on Hacks and who's a friend of mine, because we recorded Colbert together two years ago in my unaired set that I had to re-record for this one. But she was the celebrity guest, and Colbert started his interview by saying, so I thought you were so funny, and I was like, hey, we should get you on the show. And then my people were like, she's already been on the show, and I realized you were a stand-up, and I just didn't watch it, which is a weird opening to an interview to brag about not paying attention to the people on your show. Yeah, that's, but like, also, that's like standard Stephen Colbert. It like is, he, yeah. He just he, says but, weird shit all the time. It just gives away the secret, too. And then minutes later is like, and now joining me in studio, Alex Falcone. And then I'm clearly not there. I was like, Someone who's definitely here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who I will remember. I wanted to do a thing when I came out where I wanted to do like finger guns at the empty desk and be like, thanks, Stephen. And then um, they told me not to. <laughs> no, wow. no finger guns. <laughs> what I part if I were they... Say, I asked if I could say thanks, Stephen, and they were like, "Don't, You're don't acknowledge, like don't he, pretend, don't do it." That main name out of your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> do That's not. That's also in his contract. Yeah. Listen, don't he doesn't want to see eyes. you. He doesn't want to hear you. Okay. Like, yeah. um, it's been it has been <laughs> no, a very no, fun. He heard week, what though, you I... said about Lord of the Rings. He doesn't want you anyway. Oh, you. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a big listener, actually. He yeah. gives a lot of attention. He's a big loader guy as well. Um, 
Well, wait till he hears what I have to say about uh, Space Jam. So let's jump into our homework. Segment two, the homework. This week, we watched Space Jammed Full of Product Placement, A New Legacy, the 2021 film available on streaming on HBO Max, and definitely a movie that you should see on streaming and not go pay extra for. Uh, or not pay at all. I, I Let's throw that out there. Maybe... Maybe get this one other ways, you know, if you find I mean, it somewhere. This movie is such an ad. They should be paying us. Exactly. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it's, oh, this is okay. Listen, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not going to say it, but th- for this one, it's okay because it is a giant ad. So that is okay to, you know, just Wait, get this one h- somehow. H- yeah. Wait, we do that. Hunter, are you saying there's someone out there who is like very capable of like downloading this illegally somehow, but cannot figure out how to get someone else's password to HBO? Right. Yeah. Yes. I'm saying that. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming that person exists. Well, <laughs> so for their <laughs> budget of this movie, they could have literally given every American five dollars. I did the math. Right. Five dollars, and it would have been a more <laughs> successful ad campaign for generating hype for HBO. Oh, Ooh. Man. I think it's this movie a, actually was. It's such a funny ad too, because it's like, what are they planning on? Are they doing a Clockwork Orange too? Like, why do you need to remind me of that? Well, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, like, I can't wait for the new Wizard of Oz starring yeah, LeBron like, James. Why did you need to remind me of all this stuff? Yeah. Guys, question: What would you spend your five dollars on? Ooh, your jam bucks. My, my jam. <laughs> I think I'd have to buy jam. Um, what kind of jam? Follow up question. I was thinking about this. Well, <laughs> you already thought about it. Absolutely, I have, I have best jams on my web on my browser right now. You really do. Um, well, we really like. There's this jam that pretends that it's like a fancy French jam. Um, it's got like a fake handwritten letter. It's it's like oh, bon like the mama mama mama. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's like actually just a big company with a very carefully done like uh, logo to look like it's not fan. It's not mass produced, but it is. Anyway, it's great jam though. I like theirs a lot. What flavor though? Uh, we're a big apricot household. What? You don't like apricots? No, I just that's like that's of uh, that being like your top of the jams. All the jams conceivable that would not have been my list. Oh, I'd start there. I would also do a fig preserves after that, and then this doesn't really count, but I do love a lemon curd. Anyway, what if we just did a? Oh man, this would have been a great idea, which we planned ahead of time. If we well, just did forty-five minutes about jam. Well, what, what if we just just a space period jam? We talked about space already, and now we're just talking about jam. True. Oh, okay. So what's your top jam is? Uh, I mean, I like a raspberry jam generally. Uh, yeah, I like the. You don't I mind like, the seeds? I don't mind it. I like the and I like that compared. To, I like strawberry also, but I like compared to strawberry, you can't really get that one weird chunk. You know, like you can with a strawberry where it doesn't that's, spread. You don't like that? Oh, that's a fun surprise. You get a whole strawberry in your jam. It rips. My I, I literally would rather watch the ads again. Than do this. <laughs> can we not? Can we actually? No, I, hey, hey! I'm just waiting my turn here. Okay. All right. Hunter, what's your favorite jam? Jam. jam. Jam it my favorite man, mine is apple butter. That's my favorite oh, jam. That's a, that's, I don't even know it's if I jam as a jam, but it's good. It is. Come on. Come on. No, you're right. You're right. I, I'm going to wait so long to get to talk about apple butter in any other context. Give me this. <laughs> no one you know what I mean? Apple butter. I've had a post-it note on my com- computer monitor for two years now saying <laughs> apple butter. Talk about it. And <laughs> finally, asking about my apple almost butter. <laughs> there, and you want to take it away from me. <laughs> How dare you? You got a note that just says apple butter, period. Talk about it. People aren't talking about it, man. 
You, it's like people don't even know this shit exists, dude. It's it's great. Oh man, it's excellent. I love an apple butter. Uh, you have more to say, or was that your whole plan? No, that was it. I just wanted to throw that. There's my ad. Okay, I'll do a Space Jam too right now. Apple butter. I don't know any brands because it's so underrepresented in the market right now. I've but like apple like, butter is yeah, pretty like hot. Farmer Direct apple yeah, butter. Yeah, just go fucking get it. I don't care how you get it. Get the big corporate apple butter. I don't give a shit. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, big apple Wait butter. A minute, if yeah, you get big it. apple butter. I don't care. All right, so we are watching Space Jam: Wait, A New on, Legacy. No, 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 no. I need to know if Anthony has an opinion about this oh, type of jam. No, no, no. He's he has made it very clear he doesn't get to participate in this segment. Yeah, uh-huh. I have, the only jam I like is Toe Jam and Earl for the NES. All right, so okay. get the fuck out of here. Um, all first, right, so, first one or the second, Anthony? Uh, both. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, great. Wow. So, uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy, the 2021 film from uh, it's hard to uh, it's hard to remember what film company put it out, but some film company. <laughs> it is directed who put by that out? what was the, who was the brand on that I can't one? Remember I remember who did it. Um, this is directed, obviously, by Malcolm D. Lee from uh, Scary Movie 5. You might know him from that. Yeah. Um, and it is a uh, uh, screenplay by seven people, which is always a good sign. And <laughs> story by four more. And <laughs> Nobody is, wanted I mean, all the credit on this around. one. On this one, they were like, hey, no, no, no. We got to share yeah, the credit. Share this around. <laughs> yeah, it took seven people. Like one person was like, what if it's kind of like Space Jam? And then six to be like, but what if it was kind of like Hook? Yeah. And then basically, they just kept like, I didn't stop doing that, that. No, I mean, it is exactly, I mean, yeah, down to like the point. bad guy getting the kid to, to play like, the sport better. To play so the sport right. and the run dad has home to learn Jack. To have fun. Run home, like, Jack. It is, oh. it is a, literally just it's a good point. Hook. Very good point. Um, it's starring obviously LeBron James and Don Cheadle and uh, an oddly hairy Bugs Bunny. Um, let's uh, let's well, get wait, into wait, it. Wait. If it's hair, that means that like it keeps on growing longer and longer. I think you uh, mean furry, right? Right. Okay. Well, what about dogs? Because you do give dogs a haircut and they grow back. It's a, Most it's of a them you give them a fur you cut. A fur Some of you give a haircut, I guess, if they're poodles. All right. Um. So, oh, it's also, of course, it's starring the sex criminals from Clockwork Orange. Okay. So let me give you the summary. <laughs> Um, I mean, for they're this more movie. of a supporting role. I want to say starring. Then. No, you're that's true. Just they that's are true. around, I mean, though. I mean, thank but God of all they the people, they're out. behind the star, so yeah. there's a lot of extras you don't see very often, but, but you see them a bunch. Yeah, I mean, thank God there was a big controversy, and they made a big statement about how they were cutting Pepe Le Pew out of it. Uh, oh my God, that would have been cannot... really awkward. Because oh, there could only I'm... be two rapists on this movie Jesus instead of Christ. What a weird time. Okay, so let, let me. For those of you who've not seen Space Jam: A New Legacy, twenty twenty one. So think back first to nineteen ninety six. There's this movie called Space Jam, which involves being in space and jamming a basketball. It's starring Michael Jordan, who is at the time kidnapped by aliens and locked in an alien theme park and forced to play basketball for his freedom. Somehow he pulled it off and it was so inspiring it made R. Kelly believe he could fly away from responsibility for his sex crimes. Now, it's 2021 and Michael Jordan is no longer the goat. Now it's this LeBron fella and his constantly moving hairline. Uh, So he wanted his chance to go to space and jam. But Warner Brothers decided the space part was not important. So they got rid of 50% of the title words and made a remake just about jamming. 
you might say they were jamming in cyberspace. This occurred to me today, which would have made me groan if they'd said it out loud, but they didn't even say that. So now I'm like, you, did they not even notice? That well, they're just cyberspace? letting you do the work there. I guess they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. assemble your and, own and pun. Yeah. I wanted it to be called Cyber Jam because I think that's. That's okay, so Cyberspace title. Jam would have actually been kind of a fun title. Not, cyber Jam. Cyber Jam sounds... Well, okay, so if you use the word cyber and you don't say space, I assume you mean sex. It's a different kind of jamming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a one-hand jam. Um, so, okay, here's the, here's the plot of this new movie. So Warner Brothers has an algorithm that decides how it should make movies. And this algorithm named Al-G-Rhythm, which is leaving out the O... Well, pr- pr- presumably the G stands for gore. <laughs> also, that's not how you pronounce it. Anyway, if you just called him Al, let me fill in the pun, I would have liked it. But it's Al G rhythm, which is the worst. Uh, man, how oh my God, I just committee? got that. Oh my God, I just, I literally, I spaced out. And <laughs> I, or, sorry, I jammed good. out. You and jammed now out. I just yeah. got it. Um, so uh, Al G rhythm has this idea that it should put LeBron James in every single movie property owned by the Warner Brothers studio. But LeBron James, the character, says no to that idea because he wants to spend more time being a terrible father to his son um, who hates basketball and wants to make video games about basketball. So uh, the algorithm, Rhythm, kidnaps LeBron and his kids and everyone else in the world, turns them into, puts them into a digital server or something, I'm not entirely clear on how this phone scan thing worked, uh, but he can do that. Um, he scans everybody in, and then they exist there. And then for some reason, he agrees to let them out if they can beat him at basketball. And like in the first Space Jam, you were like, yeah, of course, he's got to play basketball to escape. But on this one, it was like, why would you agree to that? Um, but then also, just like in Hook, the son is on the other team because he's got a new dad now. Um, and then also other NBA players come into play, but they're transformed into monsters. Um, and also none of the rules of basketball apply. Uh, and also he's playing with the Looney Tunes for some reason, which I can't remember why that was his only teammates. But then first they have to find those teammates, the Looney Tunes, which are hanging out in other movies for also reasons I don't remember. Oh, it's because anyway. well, I think it's because the, the like algae like convinced them all to leave Planet Tune and like hang out other places. Right. So they're not in Toontown, obviously, because that's Disney. So this is uh, Toon World. But why? He just agreed for them to be in Casablanca, but not just to hang out there. Yep. (sighs) Okay. So LeBron learns a valuable lesson about parenting and lets his kid play basketball and program video games. And the whole world gets set free. E3 summer camp, a thing that's totally a real thing. E3 summer camp, a, a thing that takes up just one door in the corner of a hotel. It's just one banner. And, uh, yeah, total thing that exists. Um, but let me give you actually. Now that I've done that, that's the mo- oh, and also Bugs Bunny dies at the end. It's fucked up. Um, so here, but here's a more succinct summary of this. LeBron James doesn't want to be in a Warner Brothers movie because he thinks that'll be bad, and so Warner Brothers puts him in a Warner Brothers movie, and it is bad, and that's the premise of this Warner Brothers movie that is so bad. He was right. Yeah, it's like they worked in the discussion with him. Like yeah, the boardroom yeah. meeting, him saying into he didn't want to be in Space Jam: A New Legacy was part of the movie. <laughs> and they're Warner like, "Oh, Brothers... that's great! That's great! Yeah, you don't want to be in the movie. That's yeah, awesome." Totally. Warner that. Brothers is the villain of this movie. No, that's I get the... it. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to be in it. I get it. That's awesome. That's so good, LeBron. We're yeah. definitely doing that, and we're definitely not filming this movie currently. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You're not already in the movie. Also, I, I guess 
<laughs> it, I have to say, so like, you know, the family in there that was being held hostage wasn't his real family. So, so he could just left. Fucking. No, I'm just wondering, were they holding his real family hostage during the filming of this? Oh movie? my god, oh, you've unraveled it. Oh it's, shit! It's like a, it's like a hidden message. Like LeBron is trying to communicate with <laughs> he us. He was blinking, help us, the whole movie. It's such well, a good point. Can you? So we've been off, joking about how it's an ad for all of Warner Brothers Media properties, which it is. But to do an ad for your own properties. But the villain of the movie is you for wanting to put too many movie properties in a movie yeah. is either like brilliantly self-aware or shockingly unself-aware. Well, I think it's the sinister, like cynically and sinisterly yes. self-aware, right? Sure. It is, yeah. It's how we get away with it. Right. Is to do. I mean, really, to me, what was kind of most shocking about this movie is that this really seems like a $150 million ad to remind people that the Matrix is a thing. So when the Matrix 4 comes out next year, <laughs> right? Like, that's like some of the reference, like, like Game of Thrones, it's like, yeah, you guys just drove that into the ground, but it's really big. But like how much Matrix stuff there is in this movie, it's like, that's a big property. But right. if there wasn't a Matrix 4 literally already filmed, yeah. And getting no ready to come out. Would right. the Matrix be such a... Ma- I mean, it honestly made me think, do they have a secret Austin Powers film Ooh. they also have coming out? Because oh, there's been working on Austin wasn't there Powers. One, wasn't there like this. Austin Powers 4 in, in development or no? Possibly. Pretty sure that was just, a thing. Like, that's it an could interesting be. point. Like, that's why uh, there's just... Like, there's a lot of, like, weird, like, yeah, the Drogos or whatever, like, weird, you know, legacy stuff they have. But to feature so much Austin, so many Austin Powers references and so many, specifically, so many Matrix references, when it's just like, oh, because you have a Matrix here, and because you have multiple right. Harry Potter spinoffs still coming, and is, multiple Is there Game a of new Thrones Game of Thrones come out? Okay, yeah, that's what Yeah, there is yes. a Game of Thrones coming, okay. yeah. That makes yeah. sense. There oh, were, yeah. what, oh, it's so disgusting. Four um, Game of Thrones it, series in development, one being oh, filmed Jesus. right now. Right. If we could pause our discuss for a second, is there anything that you saw there that you'd be like, hey, take these elements together and make me that movie and I will watch it? Oh, you mean a mashup from what yeah, we yeah, saw anything, in the crowd? Yeah, anything from what you saw from the, from the, from the Cyberverse, <laughs> well, whatever. I do like the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz a whole lot, um, specifically because they don't look like monkeys. They look like people who spray painted their face silver and then are have wings on anyway i would like to see them more villainous i'd like to see them well, I, I would watch them pop up in anything there are things about this movie that are like genuinely um i think it overall is like visually so overwhelming that is actually upsetting and kind of gave me a headache which oh, yeah. i never really had before no it's, there are it things is that like it, visually really creative things like i would watch a entire like dc animation makes a lot of like you know, DVD straight to streaming uh, adaptations of like their famous comic books. There's a sequence in this that is like a live action Wonder Woman comic, but in a comic format. Yeah. That I thought was visually really creative. Like, if they released a whole movie that was just that, like a literal living comic book with this quality of animation, but that would it actually takes place be really in 1984. And uh, it's against the cat lady. Anyway, no? Okay, fine. Wait, I, I, I sorry, I lost Wonder Woman 1984, me. but that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh, like, I you want to take that, but make it the quality of Wonder Woman 1984. Right, No, yes. don't do that. Why break it down? <laughs> Alex, come on. I'm 
trying to give it an act. You are trying to help. I know. You know what I in like one area. You know what property I kind of was like, man, it's it's a shame they don't know it do any new stuff with this. Um, the Looney Tunes, they're pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. I was kind of thinking like a Looney Tunes thing would be well, pretty I, cool. Yeah, that I feel like I was, when I was reading about the this. Word. There wasn't there like a yeah Looney Tunes back in action in two thousand three. That's been a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Was that they really? Just, they just released a bunch of new Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO Max when that first oh. came out. Oh, okay. like brand new Looney yes. Tunes stuff. Yeah, they oh, did okay. I am series. totally. I'm open to that. I also, although it was upsetting at first, the 3D renderings of the Looney Tunes, I did kind of grow on me. And <laughs> one of the one of my few genuine compliments about this was the um, uh, the Wiley Coyote multiplier machine and it, the mm. way it worked. Oh, that was cool. Fired solid Looney Tunes bit. Mm. That was like a good. It worked for the thing. It you know it scores a lot of baskets really fast. It does go wrong in the way that you want it to. Him landing on piles of his own bodies great and then what do we do with all those they killed those coyotes obviously they had to get rid of yeah. them somehow it's but, like um, the prestige they should have just exactly had a big drown each of, one yeah just drowning a bunch of coyotes i but mean i thought coyote, watch more more looney tunes i think i mean i thought wiley coyote being um one of those boys from oh, the war Mad boys Max and the war boys yes. yeah do you witness me like that was that was all right. That was all right, but I didn't. Just, I was so mad because I don't know why. I just it, that part made so little sense. It was such a well, and like I'm willing to say, aliens kidnapped Michael Jordan and took oh. him to a space camp where he has to play basketball for his life. That like I can do that. Yeah. But this thing where it's like, oh, it's an algorithm that's a person that can put you into a computer, but then it's also taken movies and put them in other movies, and you have to pick them up. Like. It's just too much. It was too much. I, yeah, I I think you're maybe what you're you're kind of seeing the matrix there a little bit uh, yeah. of the just padding necessary yeah. for the movie. You know what well, I mean? I mean like I, it just feels like like work basically. And, and that's what they wanted me to do is see the matrix. That's their whole yeah, point. And exactly. The, the Mad Max thing again goes yeah. into the idea of like uh, if they had it, like there was a huge fallout between Miller and Warner Brothers over Mad Max's big lawsuit about. Hollywood accounting and then not paying him the money he owes. But they just settled that mm. last year. So now Furiosa is back in pre-production. So again, if I really doubt if that lawsuit hadn't been settled in a way that Warner Brothers was happy and they didn't have a new Mad Max movie coming out, which I'm excited about, but like it's just it's only there because they have a new one. Like yeah, that, yeah. the the cynicism. Like they yes, own, it's... they actually own so many properties that if they did, like, if they were going into real legacy stuff, not stuff that's solely there to get you excited. Like, I'm genuinely excited for The Matrix 4. I'm glad, like, Lana Wachowski is back. The cast is interesting. I just have no idea what the fuck that movie could possibly be about. Yeah. Like, I'm genuinely interested in it. Dune is one of my most excited, like, yeah. excited movies of this year but just yeah why wasn't there a giant worm in this yeah i don't know but like it's underneath they should have everything just, i don't know it's just so <laughs> it's funny it's upsetting it's it's story. so upsetting and it's so many ads for warner brothers but then it's also ads for nike like every three shots they have a close-up of one of his Le lebron 19s or whatever that he was wearing in this mm. there's so many close-ups on nike shoes that i'm like you can't pause this ad to show me it's like if it's like if you watch um shark tank and then it goes to an ad and your and my brain shorts out it's like I, this is all ads it's already ads you can't take a break for more ads it's like that this whole movie is well, just 
let's so not talk upsetting. about the biggest ad besides the fact that it is I don't know why they thought like you know it'd be a great way LeBron this guy who's known for like being outspoken and talking about politics and not you know shutting up and dribbling uh, <laughs> let's have him be a shitty dad who just wants his kids to shut up and dribble well uh, so, okay so first let's talk about this plot yeah so the the idea is that character LeBron as a child wanted to play Game Boy but it made him lose focus on basketball. But Avon so his, Barksdale. Avon Barksdale. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say that. Avon Barksdale threw away his Game Boy. And that's why he's as good of a basketball player as he is today. So the whole movie is about he's been like just ruining his kids' lives, yelling at them, forcing them to follow in his footsteps. Right. When secretly they want to play video games. So as video game guys, how did you feel about seeing that Game Boy get thrown away? Fucked up. Yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, I yeah. was definitely... Do you ever think LeBron could have been I the LeBron of video games if he'd stayed there? Oh. Uh, well, you know, I think there's no... There, so here's a fact. I'll throw a fact at you real quick. Yeah. Zero athletes play video games. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. That's actually true. Um, that's actually true. So one I just found actually, out about one that. One thing I find incredibly charming is how many athletes play video games that they're in, like how excited they are to like play themselves yeah. in a <laughs> yeah, video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Like the man, the um, when the new FIFA comes out, all the international soccer players are like, can't wait to see what their stats yeah. look like in the mm. game and then play against each other. As it's really adorable. Well, it just well, turns out that video games are just like kind of like a fun thing to do, and it's not that big of a deal. Right, so, yeah. dude, seriously, you're playing on a traveling basketball team as a child. What else is he doing in the bus? Like, yeah, like, it's not like he's yeah, dribbling it's, it's in the not, bus. Give like him a game this boy. Is, this is not practice right now. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot. There's no way we could make this practice, even if we wanted to. Well, and then the, so then the theme ends up being like, don't be so hard and your kids i guess let them be video game designers or whatever <laughs> yeah. it, let them be triple a video game designers on their own yeah right right <laughs> i mean it's really but, about if you're wealthy enough and you can afford your kids crazy sci-fi technology yeah they oh can then use that technology that their wealth and privilege gets them to make great things so if yeah. you're born super rich i mean really this movie um uh, besides the ads for products, the biggest ad that this movie is is for how awesome LeBron James is. Well, of course, uh, yes. The first sure. half hour, it's literally just people mentioning how great LeBron is. Yes, uh, and it really made me the closest. Well, look, they had to I, convince him to do this movie that he clearly right. did not want to be in, right? According we to can, the script, we can deep fake your hairline. Uh, use really a felt lab at CG, but it does feel like. Like, this is the closest I've gotten to understanding what it must really be like to live in, like, an insulated celebrity bubble. Because, mm. like, walking around and literally having everyone tell you you're the greatest person of all time, you're a god, is actually probably close to what LeBron's real life is like, right? Yeah, like, totally. just surrounded by yes men who tell him how awesome he is. I was wondering because there's several jokes in this movie that are a little bit at his expense, and I I just assume he wasn't there that day or whatever. Like when they when they voiceovered like, "Would you run out of cities to move to or whatever?" I'm assuming he didn't approve of that line or whatever because who's going to say that to LeBron's face? No, I think it's like you get one to throw him off the scent, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. allow it. So so uh, here's a question: Is LeBron? as good at being in Space Jam as Michael Jordan was at being in Space Jam. 
Hmm. Had, I mean, it's probably been a while since you guys have watched Space Jam. I think but Michael uh, B. Jordan no, is no, as good as Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about Michael Jordan in a second. We'll come back I watched Last time I watched the original Space Jam, I was uh, high on acid. Uh, <laughs> and it was pretty good. But I, yeah. I, well, I think that Michael Jordan is maybe not a great actor either. I do think no. LeBron James is a much less charismatic screen presence. I think um, he is. I think, but also, I think the original Space Jam worked towards his strengths, Michael Jordan's strengths, right? While this one has him doing, like, LeBron doing a lot of stuff that I isn't, like, Mike, the first Space Jam is like, okay, we need you to hang out on a golf course with Bill Murray for a right. day. That would right. be easy. And then you're mostly going to be the straight man to cartoon characters. Right. Yes. But in this one, LeBron is like, he's I don't even know what his character is supposed to be. He like says what and screams a lot. Yeah, um, he does. Well, also like he does a lot more. I feel like acting, acting with these with CG characters, which is super hard. This is not yeah. level mm-hmm. one acting yeah. stuff. It, it, and so it felt like this was a tough gig for anybody. And you are not the most experienced or skilled yeah. actor. It it kind of seems like if if The Rock had been a great basketball player, they would have definitely taken The Rock. Like in this situation, like they would have, yeah. like, yeah, this would have been a much better rock. This would have been a great, yeah, rock project. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, there's so there, you know, this movie has been in development for a very, right. very long time. Since yeah, the yeah, they were talking they about doing other sports, right? There was yeah, a, so that is one of the things I, I thought was sort of like what other so like a long for a long time. Tiger Woods was right. the person they were thinking. Tony Hawk, which I think probably would have been the best Dude, idea Tony Hawk of all is of these. Ex- yeah, for sure. He is charming enough. He would yeah. and also a skateboarding movie to escape a space prison would be so great. Oh, yeah, real like quick. This- Olympic skateboarding has been very fun to watch. It, it, I have uh, I have enjoyed it a lot. They're so young. There's a lot of 13 year olds crushing it at Olympic. Yeah, and, and they had Tony Hawk. Uh, you know, like they're talking about it, which I don't know. I, I yeah, I like him as the elder yeah. statesman. I think it's Tony fun. Tony Hawk is great. I like Tony Hawk a lot. I'm if not a big skateboarding fan, but he's just a charming years, fellow. Few years and had Simone Biles and have a gymnast Looney Tunes movie. Think Man, of the gags of them too. having to do gymnast, oh, gymnastics, gym- right? Oh, my God. You're right. so right. That's, true. that's like yeah, the yeah. best Looney Tunes sport. That would be, be so fun. Um, gymnastics. Um, it, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, so... I mean, it really here's... did just... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You're good. You're good. Oh, I was going to say about just another sort of disappointment thing. It was like, I... This might have just been me and like, hey, I'm glad he probably got a really good paycheck out of this. But <laughs> with... Uh, Ryan Coogler being attached as the main producer on this, I genuinely was like, he's done nothing but really good stuff. Mm. I I really was having faith that like, oh, for those of you who don't know off the top of your head, he did Creed, Black Panther, Black Fruitvale Station. Um, yeah, the guy, Station. the guy is just a, an incredible uh, director working today. Um, yeah, so like. I was very excited to see what he would do with this. And it's just a bummer that the, I also here's the thing. I, I really one of the reasons we watched this is I'd heard such terrible things, but I wanted in my heart for this to be good so badly because I loved Space Jam when I was a kid. It was I was the right age for Space Jam and uh, I'm obviously the wrong age now, but I do feel like there's a good movie here like it almost feels like it was harder to make it this bad 
than it would have been to just do like like just do the same movie with LeBron James, a couple of little changes, but have like right. the same aliens came back and they're mad and they're like, hey, you won't remember this Michael Jordan thing, but I'm going to do it with you. And then yeah. whatever you have to do to work in some other Warner Brothers properties, you could well, still pull that off. And that's, just that's be- the problem is that's why it couldn't be simple, because there are a million different people tugging it in a million different little directions. Yes, yes. That, I think that's the main issue. Uh, but you could definitely have made this good. Okay, but that brings yeah. me to my other point, which is, or my other question, is you're the only one who watched this with an age-appropriate viewer. Yes. Did your kids like this movie? So first we had to, I tried to, like, my didn't want to watch this to begin with. We told her this was the Talking Bunny movie, but she wasn't, like, as interested. <laughs> um and, and Man, so, if you sold this to me as a talking bunny movie, largely a disappointment. Also, I mean, look, there's a bunny it talks. It is, it is, but it's just not as much as you'd like. Yeah. yeah do you want to watch that talking bunny die? Yeah, he does. For no good reason. You want to watch it? You want to watch? Which? Okay. Can I just sidebar? We have to get yeah. back to this. But I, the one thing that would have saved this movie in my mind is if, he is if dead. they had the fucking courage. Oh my god! To actually and like you know what? That's great. It sets up a sequel. The right, search sure. for bugs, right? Yeah, we got to yeah. bring him back in the next one. But yeah. if they had had the fucking courage to not to have him pop up in the real world and be like, "I'm alive," Wait, and uh, imply that none of his friends know he's alive, right? That he's yeah. keeping it a secret from them from some fucked up reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sherlock Holmes yeah. stuff. Yeah, I love it. It's a great idea. Um, anyway, it's back to you and the kids. So, so, so yeah, so, so we had interested. to wait until it was because um, Maya, Maya picked Kung Fu Panda three for her uh, to pick. Uh, so we, we had to wait until it was the next night, and then Caleb got to pick Space Jam two. Uh, but um, basically, it, you know, like it held their attention. They have not requested to watch it again. Um, I think it's fine. I think Caleb liked the original Space Jam better. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's 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 fine. It 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 did its job. I. I'm, we did not pay did for it. Did it make him it's want fine. to watch Clockwork Orange? Um, you know, he read the book, and <laughs> so he's good. <laughs> right. Did, wait, did, did he read the British release or the American release? Uh, the British? They, what do you think? I'm like, okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> because, yeah, if he did that, you'd be really disappointed by the movie. <laughs> it's got this terrible American ending. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, it was... Uh, it was it was fine like it was it was not a bad time i like i i enjoyed it more watching some of it and kind of like just like being in and out and like if it was good they would say like as you should see this and then like you know I'd come back in uh so i um got my haircut this morning and my barber was like have you seen any good movies recently and i said no i saw a bad movie recently and i mentioned this and uh she got real quiet and she oh was like my, oh you didn't oh like no. it and i was like oh well i didn't you know i didn't and i backed off a little bit and she yeah. was like, I said, you know, it's a lot of ads for me. I think it was a little over intensive about that. And she's like, yeah, my eight year old loved it. So she didn't actually like it, but it like Ugh. meant a lot to her eight year old. And I like, get that that could, it was a little bit awkward. And my hair I looks terrible. I thought your but... barber was Lola Bunny for a second. <laughs> <laughs> there was a good barbering scene in here, classic bugs. Um, but yeah, so I like it made me it did change my opinion for a second to be like, oh, yeah, if I was eight and her kid is into the NBA and video games pretty good time to have both of those things there uh but i just feel like there's also a lot of other stuff for kids that they would like maybe even more i don't know well it's like okay so like the original movie also right literally started as a one-off ad michael jordan did with yeah. bugs bunny they thought yeah. let's make that in the movie so like the ad dna has always sort of been there 
Right, yeah, uh, and the first like, 20 minutes of that other one is just ads for how good Michael Jordan is, just yeah. like this one did. And a big part of, like, what, and I, like, because I had that conversation, too. Like, if we yeah. were this exact same age, the same people, in 1994, would we be having this same was that conversation about the original? But I do think the original, even kind of minus nostalgia, just in terms of, like, um, creating like a more compelling cast in terms of like the goon squad like actually getting to sort of like meet and know those characters introducing like lola bunny coming up with the neater tighter plot and doing all of that in a half hour of less time uh which is another thing that blew my mind about this movie is that this movie is two hours long yeah it's two hours long it, it, uh, which is insane base jam is 88 minutes it is a nice top movie, yeah. and we yeah. actually like the basketball players who have cameos, have little sketches when they go to therapists, and we get yeah. to know them yeah. a little bit, while we don't I, get any of that in this I movie. I will say, yeah, right? we, they, I liked that they included other players. They included an NBA player, and they included uh, my boy Damian Lillard as a as Kronos, uh, because his famous thing in basketball is saying that it's Dame time, which you guys get because it like rhymes with game time, but it's his mm-hmm. name. I follow um, it. Oh. He, he also wrote one of the songs because he's also a rapper, so he rapped his own theme song, It's About Time, which is a pun on time uh, and his character. Is All that very a pun? fun. Uh, what? I was just going to ask if that did qualify, in fact, as a pun. Well, I think it does because it's the song is about time, but it's also it's about time for me to do well or whatever. Oh, okay. Now I get Um, it. So he's got a little pun in there and he does his own rapping, although also Porky Pig raps, which made me want to walk into the ocean and never come back. Um, But they did that one gif when the guy walks in front of the camera. It's like that thing you've seen on the Internet. That is so upsetting. um, For the Porky Pig thing, my ad blocker actually turned on and wouldn't let that (laughs) show on my my computer. Wouldn't let you watch it. That's fair. It just just got censored out. So I I didn't get to see that cut. I am glad that they chose, you know, Damian Lillard says he's a Portland guy who doesn't get I don't think as much respect as he deserves and he's also done some acting where he's not as good at it as you'd want but he's very famous so it's okay um D- Damian Lillard and I both have been on the show Portlandia that's a thing we have in common um, oh, at the actually, same time on the same we, day we filmed on the same day but not at the same location uh I brought shoes in my backpack just in case I was going to have him sign them but then uh they were like oh we have to get in a bus we're going to this other place for the second half of the day and you stay here so I didn't get to shoot, film with them but we we're on the same season on the possibly even the same episode um but uh yeah with alex yeah. talking about all these shows he's on it's like watching space jam <laughs> again just showing all the yeah this is properties kind of the, yeah, we, we kidna- here's my here's space my idea for a right show now. we kidnap lebron and we make him go through my entire Ooh. imdb page uh uh-huh. he's got to be on portlandia on a different episode Ooh. of portlandia on a third episode of portlandia and then on the late show with stephen colbert it's crazy can on the late show walk- twice. On the late show twice, you are. Yeah, kind of twice. Can we okay. talk twice. about... Um, we got to wrap up here. So the last couple of thoughts the, on this. Uh, the uh, Comic-Con convention they went to and just grabbed as many cosplayers as they could. <laughs> Is that how they did the backdrop? I'm really yeah. excited. Yeah. Uh, like, the, how much... Like, oh, it's like... There's so many, like, Easter eggs or whatever. And they're so overwhelming. But... They really just look like the guys outside, like the Chinese ramen theaters. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like, 
It's just it, like the battle. Well, yeah, there's like, too many for them to actually get a really. They, they didn't dig the mask costume out of storage. They were just like, "Hey, does anyone have a costume that they, like looks pretty good where they're the mask?" Yeah, it's just so much just like really high Comic Con qualities. I mean, actually lower than Comic Con quality costumes yes. in a lot of sense, but in several cases, just hilarious to me. Um, we did a couple of compliments. Um, I do. Oh, we, I wanted to come back to this as mentioned briefly. Michael B. Jordan was a very good moment. I thought that was funny where they were like, Michael Jordan is here. And then it's Michael B. Jordan and not the other Michael Jordan that you're expecting. I think that's a fun bit. Mm-hmm. You yeah, got I me. Mean, that's, that really does feel like the one reason why Ryan Coogler was there. Because well, right, it, it they, so they could get Michael B. Jordan's yeah, phone number. Yeah, because Michael B. Jordan's in all of his stuff. So he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it did actually. I did know. I I I saw the gag coming because they showed his shoes and he was not wearing Jordans. So I was like, "Well, it's not Michael Jordan. He wouldn't be on a movie not wearing his own shoes." Right. Uh, so this must be. And then I figure it's probably Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, you so. also like saw the pants and you're like, "Wait, those pants fit. They're not way too oversized." <laughs> uh, uh, I don't remember the pants he was wearing, but the shoe. I did recognize the shoes he was wearing. Nike uh, Fear of God. Uh, shoes which are a great looking shoe um but you just if you've never looked at the way michael jordan just dresses i haven't it's the most insane uh fashion choices anyone's ever made so uh what that was my only other compliment um i think that i had was michael b jordan can i I mean we've been dancing around this can i just do a shout out for like like okay so maybe we have some issues with the writers people who are definitely pulling their weight is like the legal team like the amount of clearance they had <laughs> to get all heroes this, of this movie. Oh my gosh! All the usages in different ways. Make sure, like, yeah. you know, that, like it's yeah. all one of they, they. The legal didn't do dick. No, it's really, all Warner stuff. I, it's I, all I, stuff so, they own. So, so legitimate question: Like, just because they are all Warner Brothers properties, does that mean it's actually kind of simple, or is it still hard? I'm gonna say yes I, and no, just because uh, I'm guessing yeah. that each of them have their own brand standards about like how right, they want right, to right. appear. Exactly. Think of how many people had to be consulted as far as like the look and the everything about it. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't just like, you know, they couldn't just like do, we're going to do, I don't know, Game of Thrones, but all the swords look crappy. Right. We'll just use our free swords that we have here. Yeah. 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 And also, like, a lot of movies are produced and then by a different company than distributed by Warner Brothers or whatever. Like, it seems like there's still, we know the industry is fucking complicated with money. So I'm sure there were still some lawyers working. Or maybe uh, yeah. maybe this is a thing where it's in the maybe maybe the lawyers the clever thing they did is they snuck this into other stuff. So it was like, hey, we're gonna put your show or your movie on HBO Max. Here's a check for that amount. Sign here, and then the sign thing is like, also we get to use them in Space Jam. You guys know you're literally overthinking it. They walked <laughs> into the writers' room with a <laughs> list of everything they own that you can use completely right. free, and sure. they said, oh cool, so we should use a few of these. And the lawyers looked him in the eye and said, "You're going to use every you're going to use every name on that list." Yeah. <laughs> Dude, or I you're swear not, to God, who knows which of these many moments are going to go viral? I mean, maybe all of them. And then once they go viral, uh, we're going to have reboots. Uh, it's going to be a big deal. Did Did Caleb see stuff that he recognized, and was he excited about that? Like, did he like seeing the he knew Harry Potter world or whatever? Uh, a little, yeah. He liked that. He he knew. Uh, he knew Rick and Morty because we have like a, a Mr. Meeseeks like game, but he called him like it's it's um it's Morton Ricky, which is still good. 
Oh man, Mort and Ricky as a parody is definitely something that should exist. That's pretty um, good. No, this is good. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of curious generally for everyone else. Um, is there another like back catalog that you'd like to see someone try to like a uh, hodgepodge together a, a movie from? Uh, it was well, so, Brothers. I'll stall for you guys while you think of an answer, which is just that I do like Who Framed Roger Rabbit is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And the way that they did it, where it's like IP lives in the same village, is great. Like, and right. it was a marvel to see Disney and Warner Brother characters hanging out together. It was like, that was so cool. And the fact that this, first of all, was like siloed. So you're like, no, it's only Warner Brothers characters. We know there's no one had any agreements. This is just their stuff take some of the fun away but also the way it was like there's a train that goes to these different worlds like if the idea was like oh at the end of the day harry potter goes back and lives in character land or whatever and you have daniel radcliffe hanging out with porky pig and like taking a load off and getting a drink or whatever you could maybe make that fun and exciting but just having them as a pile in the background is just awful no i mean like my i was saying this when we were sort of talking about this a few weeks ago, that like the first time I saw this, it was like genuinely novel, right? And like yeah. the early Lego movies, or like, you know, I always disliked Ready Player One, like the book mm-hmm. and the movie. But like when that book came out originally, like no one had really done that super hyper mashup. They talk about like mashup culture and right, all this right. stuff. And it's like there is something to it. Oh, especially when it's outsider, when it is people sort of working outside of these big systems, remixing things and creating new stuff. But once corporations got a hold of that, especially Warner Brothers, that between the Lego movie, the Batman Lego movie literally ends with the Joker getting all the villains from all the big Warner's properties, right? So they've done it twice there. Yeah. Guys. So they've done it twice there. Then they did Ready Player One, which unlike the book, was only Warner's properties, basically, once again, and now doing this it so here, gross. It's just, they've just gone back to this well so many times, and, like, the Lego movies, I get, like, a big part of the Lego is the big brand variety, and, like, they found a thematic way to sort of tie this idea in. Yeah, like, in if you buy way. Lego, you can take Lego Harry Potter and Lego Pirates and crash them together. It's fun. Yeah, and they literally tied it into the theme of the story, right? Like, right. There was a reason for it. But now that Warner Brothers has just gone back to this well so many times, and Disney, like, when the first Wreck-It Ralph came out, I was like, oh, this is yeah, kind of right. cool and novel. It's all these different things. But now that we've just seen it so much, and it's just so cynical. Such a good point. It's so it's just played out. I, there's, there's nothing. I mean, outside of... The one time where this is always going to be cool, which is Super Smash Brothers. Yes. Um, well, I, yeah, I if all these characters have to fight, again. sure. Yeah. Well, and plus that's a video game. We don't know how a Super Smash Brothers movie would fare, you know? Well, yeah, sure that's true. The worst. And um, what sports person would we tap for that one? Okay, but know? yeah, so, so what if the theme, what if the Super Smash Bros. movie is about LeBron James being convinced that basketball is stupid and he should start playing video games. He should start. Well, it wouldn't be that he should start playing video games. It would be that he would go inside a video game and then play, you know, Final Destination, no items, 1v1, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Last thoughts. We've already got too long. That was really funny just for me. Very last thoughts. That was actually really funny for like a couple people. (laughs) Very final thoughts. 
Uh, I'll say one last thing, which is LeBron is not a fucking Hufflepuff. It's insane. And even stupider than that is the idea that he's excited to be a Hufflepuff. He's Slytherin Hufflepuffs for sure. Hufflepuffs are well, dope. Screw you, dude. I love being Hufflepuff. Yeah, same. You guys can both love being... You guys are both Hufflepuff for sure. Dude, people like Hufflepuff. Yes, sure. LeBron James does not. How do you know that about him? He literally said about the game of basketball, this is not a game. Okay, He's also, fucking Slytherin. Wait, look, there's a Slytherpuff, Okay. Yeah, there are slither puffs. No, yes. well, you yeah, wait, there are. No, you can't just you can't no, just do that. The it's it's, it. it's not. It's already <laughs> you, exists, can't just, you can't just say in my world. It's I'm where combining you have a rising your 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 yes, main moon exactly. is Hufflepuff, but you have a rising Slytherin. Depends no, on when you were born. You're you're mixing it up. There's two types of wizards. There's <laughs> turfs and people who know that trans rights are human rights. Am I right? You're right. You're right. All right. Last thoughts. Anybody else? Um, here's what I have to say about Space Jam 2. Um, I just did a podcast about it, and I didn't even watch it. So you didn't even fucking know. This bunch what? of idiots I recorded with did not even watch the movie and had a conversation about it and was fine. Man, what podcast even, is this? I thought about watching it, and then I didn't want to, and I was like, it'll probably be fine. And then, actually, we talked it about it, and everything was fine. fine. Yeah. You can't I, get mad at me now because it's at the end, and we already talked about it. Like, you didn't know, and you were fine with it. Man. And my Shyamalan reveal segment. right there. One last thing we have to go. Segment three, uh, the um, the business. Um, we have a new meat buddy to thank. Uh, Des, I'm glad you're still here for this because I think you might be helpful in this regard as well. Um, so Mallory from Houston uh, became a meat buddy this week and um, uh, says this um, as as their request. I. I am always looking for book recommendations, so a small section on what y'all have been reading lately would be really great, or books you've loved generally, or if no one's been reading anything, then give me a pep talk because work is the worst. So we don't have to all do the same one, because I want to talk about books really quick, but you guys, if you don't have any book recommendations, can just give uh, give out Mallory a pep talk about work. Um uh. Yeah, I got a book I just started over the weekend while I was out of town. Yeah, um, what'd you read? I well, I just started reading just started. Um, the King of Scurs, which is uh, kind of late in the series, but it's in the Shadow and Bone franchise oh, series. Okay. Um, there's a lot of books. There's like uh, the Shadow and Bone trilogy, the Crows duology, and then this one as well. Uh, my wife is a really, really big fan of this series and yeah. uh, she had this book lying around and I was interested and it's like, it's fantasy Russia, essentially like oh. lots of Russian iconography, but in this kind of odd fan fantastical world. Um, it's, it's a neat universe. Uh, there's a show on Netflix, which is pretty good based off the first book series. Um, but yeah, well, I off, am off definitely bones or off scars off the, off the shadow and bones, shadow and bone. Um, okay. So this takes place after the series, um, but it is it's pretty good so far. I really like the way the writer works. Uh, wrote, yeah, like writes. But yeah, pretty interesting. Cool. Series. All right, all right. So we'll put uh, King of Scars on here. Um, I'm just gonna make sure I have this list to put in our show notes. Um, and uh, I'll I'll say a couple of things that I've read recently. So I just finished reading um, In the Woods by Tana French, which is a uh, murder mystery, which I read a lot of, but is a more literary and I guess less 
less uh, paperback grocery store murder mystery. Uh, but it is uh, so, so delightful. It's probably my favorite book of murder police of any kind that I've ever read. It's, it's set in Dublin and the uh, narrator is uh, kind of a piece of shit, maybe, which is a fun reveal. It's not exactly unreliable, although he might also be that, but he's definitely, I mean, he says at the beginning he's a liar. Uh, so that's kind of fun, but he's also just like, I like watching a, a narrator where you don't always agree with his choices. That's kind of interesting, but also just the premise is super, super interesting. Very fun book. The other thing I wanted to mention, which I'm reading now, is What Strange Paradise by Omar El-Akkad, who is a friend of mine, and he wrote a uh, a book. He wrote American War a couple years ago, which is a New York Times bestseller, um, that was about a futuristic America after the gasoline wars. But he was a reporter. He used to, be a, he used to work for the uh, Toronto Star and other papers. And he was a reporter covering the Arab Spring. And so he was like, I want people in America to give a shit about some of these things that I saw when I was covering the Middle East. And so I said it in America post-World War Three, And it is really clever and also devastating and uh this his new book uh is is called what strange paradise and is also kind of about the arab spring and is uh and the refugee crisis afterwards and it is also kind of intense he's not like an upbeat fella in his writing although he is in real life but really really good and uh, that just came out last week so i wanted to shout out what strange paradise by omar el akkad Ez, have you been reading anything? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, a little while back, uh, on Sarah's recommendation, I read uh, "Why Fish Don't Exist" by Lulu Miller, which I thought was pretty incredible. Um, fit, fish, Is this like fit. why birds are all replaced by robots? Or but, wait, what? <laughs> it was like a dumb Reddit fake conspiracy theory about how birds aren't real. Oh no! This, hey, this is I'll more send like... you some literature. And <laughs> yeah, play the sure. Oh, th- and this checks you. out. Yeah, Thank don't you. worry about it. Uh, no, I mean it's just it. I, I don't want to spoil any of it. It's just it's just super good. Um, also, uh, it's nonfiction. Nonfiction, yeah. But it's like it's like creative nonfiction where it's like you know it's uh, yeah, um, yeah yeah yeah. Well, it's Lulu from, Miller's um, yeah. uh, of of Radiolab. Yeah, uh, um, she's a delight. I also, I mean, recently read uh, um, uh, Elliot Kalin, a friend of the pod, uh, had a limited series uh, graphic novel, uh, Maniac of New York, which is super oh fun. yeah. Um, and super just i did not know he had that kind of range he's a super funny dude uh yeah. this is not that uh but <laughs> a fun a fun slasher um uh and uh i mean i think just generally i guess like you know i i want to i want to say something i guess a little bit about i don't know work stuff i don't know if um oh yeah i don't know if there's a thing that like you can do this for uh uh Mallory but like i guess if there's a thing in your life that is special to you um that you can maybe like that like hold on to that part of the identity i guess instead of like uh having work be as big of a thing like emotionally for you uh, that's always been helpful for me when it's like if work is not going well i try to shrink that part of the pie i guess where it's like oh this is like i am a lot of things i have a very small part of me that has this work thing um and hopefully that that kind of like for me at least mental shift makes it a little easier where it's just like oh I, i'm 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 a I'm a I'm a cool person who does all these other cool things. One of those things is this work thing. It's not much of it. Um and then it may be it's less of a big deal for me than when it doesn't go well. That is a very solid legitimate pep talk hunter. Yeah. Which of these uh, two buckets are you going to fill up? Oh, uh, let's do book recommendations, book you know. Right. You know how I am about the pep talks. Uh <laughs> very Undefeated? I'm so good that I have to I have to stop myself. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm just, uh, I'm not really going to recommend a book, uh, but I'll recommend, I've been getting back into, uh, or I kind of feel like I kind of caught up with um, Simon uh, Hanselman, 
uh, Australian cartoonist that does uh, this uh, comic series called Meg Mog and Owl. Um, super kind of like, uh, I would say, uh, druggy humor, if that's like stuff that you like. Um, <laughs> but it also has like an emotional core to it. And actually, it can get quite dark sometimes. So maybe that's not like the best unless these have been darker recommendations than i would have guessed well, from here, this show here's what i here's what i like about this recommendation I'll, I'll put it out there so um during uh the the like quarantine and the pandemic uh simon hanselman started working on a new like collection of comics uh called crisis zone and uh he just like put them out on uh instagram like they're the and, and in fact every day um Simon has been posting like old Meg Mog and Owl comics. And you can just like, if you, if you're curious about uh, these comics at all, you can literally just follow Simon on Instagram and just read all of them for free, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's fun. But also the book is coming out on August 17th and I'm really excited about it. Um, I know it did. It just won an Eisner Award, so it will probably be good. It hasn't even come out yet, and it won an Eisner. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, is it, it did come out, but only on the web. Award, right, so right. it's not as cool. Yeah, it's the webcomic Eisner Award, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is cool. That's a great recommendation. Uh, yeah. Meg, Mog, and Owl, with two Gs on both Meg and Mog. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. Have, again, a full li- list of these on our page. I, I think we were probably more helpful on books than we were on work, Mallory, with the exception of Ezra, who did put in a solid effort. At least tried. Yeah, he did at least try. If you want to... Also, I am on uh, I am on Goodreads. If you want to just see how slowly I read. Yeah. If you want to be like, wow, he does. He sure does put down a book every couple of years. And that's where... <laughs> I, I think, you know, to kind of do the woke thing, I still think Alex and I have a really nice, healthy balance of, like, get a wife who, like, works really hard, <laughs> yeah, and can... then you just kind of coast in her wake. Well, it's kind of interesting, because uh, Ez's wife works extremely hard, too, and he's just chosen not to coast. So it turns out both of us could, we could have different lives if we wanted to have double incomes. Um, she works was... hard enough. She, she brings in income for both of us, baby. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> So Mallory, just, that's the other thing yeah. we would recommend is hardworking wife. Uh, yeah, hardworking uh, wife and just be ready to lay the pipe when you got here, you know, to make sure keeping her happy. We were having such a good time, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's a, as good of an ending as we're going to have to a pep talk. Uh, thank you so much for becoming a meat buddy, Mallory. And uh, we appreciate everybody. I hope that helped. And I appreciate everybody who helps keep us floating down the IP tracks. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We will be back again next week talking about someone. V something? What is it? All Verhoeven. Verhoeven. We are doing it. We're doing, so we're we're doing more of a movie deep. thing. We're going back into movies. We're going to do in Verhoeven. We're going to do a Verhoeven um, trilogy. What are yeah, the trilogy. What, what Verhoeven are we doing? We have to still negotiate that. I think we yes. had it. We have it written in one of the. In the, yeah. it's in the Discord we're, somewhere. We're, but. We're, but we're starting with Robocop. Oh yeah, sure. we're watching we're doing, Robocop. We're doing his his main American films. Uh, sort of. So there's a few of them we can select. But we're definitely starting with Robocop, and then from there we'll figure it out. Okay, so cool. next week we're, we're talking about Robocop. Um, so we're doing like, yeah, we're doing a little trilogy of movies. 
Um, and they are, but they're not, this is, this is not full film school. This is going to be fun. I've never seen RoboCop. I'm very excited about uh, it. Also, I mean, since technically it's wet month, I believe, can we make sure we at least notice whenever there's something wet in this? In these oh, movies? there's, yeah, can, there's a lot of wet stuff in RoboCop. Trust me. Oh, really? Because yeah. I would think that would like hurt his circuits. Oh. oh no, he's not the one getting wet. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, All also, right. like, All right. no, dude, they built RoboCop to withstand like oh, he's waterproof. Yeah. He's like a, an iPhone like, nine yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he could get splashed on, and it'll be all okay, right. Good. That's good. Okay, just double check. Fart machine, very wet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> RoboCop. Yes. All right. Well, that's kind of next Heart week. Man, fart machine, <laughs> all wet. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I hope you guys are looking forward to that, and uh, we will see you more for then. Uh, more then. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Anthony Lopez. Thanks for having me. And, and uh, Hunter, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, what's up, Doc? <laughs> and Ezra, thank you so much for hanging out. It's always great chatting with you. Yep, it's a pleasure. Um, if you had, we had some good. Um, I didn't actually. We had a really good long Twitter thread that I retweeted uh, about whether or not Data gets to vote um, or whether it's murder to turn him off. And I, uh, I don't think the audience needed a third week of that in a row. But just so you know, yeah. we're still having that debate. So if you want to have more of that, you can check us out on Twitter or on Facebook, or you can send us an email podcast at read-weep.com. And we appreciate everybody listening to Read and Weep. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. That, 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 that's all, folks.